Welcome back to Trading 360. It is time to dive into these financials. We have kicked off earnings season in a big way. And joining me right now is Eric Compton, Senior Equity Analyst, Morningstar, and Kevin Green, Senior Derivatives Manager at Charles Schwab. Eric, I'll start with you. Thank you both for being with us. Um, I think the theme that I definitely noticed was that trading revenue for fixed income and equity seemed a little bit weaker. Investment banking did a little better. Um, what's your takeaway from the banks we've heard from so far? Yeah, so you're exactly right. I would say, you know, going into Q4 earnings, it was largely expected based on the most recent data that trading revenues were going to come in a little bit weaker off of a fairly strong Q3. iBanking was also expected to pull back just a little bit. Uh, you know, for JP Morgan, they were actually able to grow iBanking revenues in Q4 compared to Q3. So they actually seemed to gain a little share, do a little better than the industry on average. Citigroup was more in line. Uh, Wells was up a little bit on iBanking. Pretty much everyone was down on trading, although Citi was down more than others. So, yeah, it's, you know, the capital market segments have been doing amazing uh, lately. And so it's not too surprising to see some normalization and, and we're expecting some continued normalization into 2022. And Eric, before I get to Kevin, I want him to go through some of these as well. But do you have any buy ratings or um, any parts of the group that you like more than others? So we should note that. Yeah. So actually going into this year, the cheapest name on my list among the big four was Citigroup. Uh, to be honest, their earnings report was uh, pretty average. I put them in the middle of the three that reported uh, so far this morning. And I think the biggest, the, the toughest thing with them is just when are you going to see any revenue growth? And um, it, it, that's just not exciting right now. So it's hard to get a sense of the timing, but uh, when they'll turn it around. But trading below tangible book value, I think eventually you know, you'll see some revaluation there. I mean, you get 20% return just to get tangible value. So that's number one. I also still like Wells Fargo, to be honest. Um, they were my number one pick in 2021. They ended up being the number one performing bank that year. And I think there's still some room for them to run. They had great earnings this morning. I, I think there's still room for the, uh, the expense story to play out and some of that rate sensitivity. All right. And Kevin, your thoughts here as we've gotten in some of these names. I know loan loss reserves, I mean, they were freed up last year, some more now that we're seeing now, but making comps in some ways could be tough just even for the whole year ahead. But what are you looking at within the numbers that we've gotten so far as we wait for more next week? Because we'll hear from Goldman Sachs, for example, on Tuesday. Kevin. Uh, thank you, Nicole. I'm really looking at the net interest margin uh, that's going to be adjusted mm -hmm. or the forecast being adjusted in the next uh, not only a couple of quarters, but probably the next couple of years as well. There's a, Jamie Diamond came out again today, and, and I think he said seven uh, rate hikes this year would be his, uh, yeah. his target. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens. But I'm looking at the net interest margin. Now, there was some weaker um, components of the uh, earnings that we saw in JP Morgan and then also in Citi as well. Uh, but I think there are some bright spots that are out there. We continue to see client deposits increasing uh, month over month, quarter over quarter, with very strongly as well, uh, which is really good. And the investment banking side of the business is still thriving, if you will. The management fees are still bringing in a lot of revenue, uh, which is offsetting some of the uh, loss in revenue from, from trading revenue, especially when it comes to JP Morgan. Not surprising that you're seeing a little bit of a drop from that uh, because of the bond yields, uh, that, how fluctuating uh, they've been uh, the last couple of 
uh, quarters, if you will. Uh, so yeah, that's really kind of what I'm looking for. Now, Goldman Sachs is going to be very interesting because they focus a little bit more on the trading and investment management side. So if this is any type of indication from JP Morgan's earnings, uh, might see a little bit more upside for Goldman Sachs when it comes to investment management. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, Eric, as we look, I think you're both focused on this, and this has been a big topic, and that is loans and uh, what kind of loan growth we could see, because that has been a concern that that has not been a shining spot of these banks. Eric? Yeah, so d definitely the market is going to be watching for that. There were some uh, you know, green shoots of loan growth loan growth that we've seen so far. Uh, when we look at the overall industry data from the Fed and try to normalize for some of these PPP dynamics, we actually see pretty healthy underlying loan growth, especially uh, in commercial lending, surprisingly, which I think gets hidden a lot. So we're starting to see some of that come through for some of these banks, but yeah, that'll definitely be a, a developing story for 2022. And we're hoping we get at least you know, mid single digit, if not better, uh, loan growth for the year uh, on a core basis. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I thought it was interesting because we're talking about what Jamie Dimon said pertaining to the rate hikes and uh, more aggressive than Jay Powell himself. I mean, he's expecting more and needs more. Um, that being said, as we take a look at the, what we're seeing from the banks um, and Jamie Dimon's team, the guidance was a little bit choppy pertaining to inflation, which we've heard from all the all the companies have made inflation a number one problem for the first time since the early 80s. Inflation is front and center. J.P. Morgan talked about uh, wage growth and inflation. Kevin. Yeah, that's, it's going to be a trend that we're going to see throughout uh, 2022. I think the other uh, factor that uh, the financials are going to have to really worry about is going to be the yield curve um, as well. If you see rates hiking way too quickly, you might see an actually uh, flatten out the yield curve between the 10 and 30, uh, 2 and 10. And if you go really too quick and the consumers are not going to be able to catch up as much, you might actually see an inversion where the uh, near-term rates are actually going to be priced from a yield standpoint higher than the long-term, which is not a good scenario for banks. So I think it's going to be very, very tactical um, what happens with the interest rate market here over the next year, year and a half uh, to be able to, to guide through. But if you're looking from a financial standpoint, the bigger financial companies, they are very diverse. So they're able to weather the storm uh, in a low in very, uh, interest rate environment and a high interest rate environment as well. Uh, but you are seeing right now, Nicole, the regional banks, okay. the smaller banks, the smaller financials are actually making a move to the upside a little bit more because their balance sheet is more traditional uh, deposits on, on right. hand and lending out. So that's really kind of what we're seeing. Yeah. So keep an eye on the regionals too. Nice to see you both. Eric Compton of Morningstar and Kevin Green, Charles Schwab. Thank you both very, very much. Nice look there at the